Welcome to Taking Back Her Brain with Love, the only podcast using neuroscience and self-coaching strategies to rewire your brain to get the results you want in your life. With your host, Coach Amber Lynn. Hello and welcome to Taking Back Her Brain with Love, episode 32. On today's podcast, it's going to be more of a personal podcast about me and my life. And so come along this journey with me. This month I turned 37 and so many feelings came up about it because my ego wants to tell me that I am not where I should be at 37. You know, like I haven't made it. I am still single. I don't own a home. I rent from my parents. I just started a business and I've not met my finance goals or my fitness goals. My brain was telling me that I haven't arrived, quote, whatever that arbitrary word means, like I haven't made it, that I definitely have not elevated or reached a point to be proud of at this age. And then I realized, oh, that's right. My brain's just being an asshole. Is your brain ever an asshole to you? I bet it is. But guess what? We don't have to let the asshole side of our brain win. We get to retrain it and remind our brain that we do have things to celebrate. And we do have things to be proud of. And society, the world, our families do not get to define what made it or what success or what arrived looks like. We do. So on this podcast I want to really focus on like what I'm celebrating this year, what I'm proud of. So as like I pushed my brain to like focus on like what are we proud of? Like what are we happy about? Where have we arrived? What are we celebrating? What success have we have we come to? It's like I have a lot to celebrate and be proud of. My brain forgets that I've been a teacher for the past decade of my life. That I went to college for eight years and have a master's degree in education, and I am starting a business. At the age of 36, I started a whole, br- a whole brand spanking new business on my own. I have two healthy children that I'm doing my best to raise and, there for th- and be there for them the way I want to be. Then I realized the things that I'm most proud of really are internal. They aren't external and they are not what the world would deem as made it or success or, you know, the trophy wife of life, right? But to me, these successes that I'm going to share with you mean everything because I've been chasing my entire life inner peace. I've been chasing my entire life self-acceptance, self-love. And I finally feel like I've really found it. Do I have moments, times, hours, weeks where it doesn't feel like it? Absolutely, I'm human. But I have the tools and strategies to get myself back. So other things that like I'm happy and proud of to celebrate, I've been single on purpose for over two years. My brain forgets that I did this on purpose. Have I tried dating? A few times, yes, and then I stopped. Because I realized I still wasn't ready yet. I have given my time to heal, to really be with myself and give myself the space and love I need from me. And for me, this is huge because I would just date and date and date 
out of fear that I would never find my person if I wasn't dating. Instead, this time around, I dug deep, deep within me because I wanted inner peace and healing before moving forward. And the past two years, I've done that for myself. I've taken the time to practice being present with my family and to literally be with myself and give myself what I need. I have never loved myself as much as I love myself today. And for me, that's a huge celebration. I have doubts and insecurities, of course, the last podcast will tell you that. But I no longer believe all of them. I no longer believe that I'm really not good enough. I've learned to question my doubts and my insecurities. I just don't give into these optional thoughts that my brain offers me. I finally, truly, and genuinely believe I'm deserving and worthy just existing and for the goals and dreams I want in my life. Does this stop my anxious attachment from showing up? Absolutely not. Nope. It still does show up. And now I know how to comfort my nervous system and honor the part of me that is seeking validation without going crazy. Is my life always butterflies and rainbows? Nope, absolutely not. I still experience depression and anxiety. But my celebration and my success in that is that now I love the parts of me that experience depression and anxiety. And I know now how to show up for myself in those moments, in those seasons, the way that I need to. I don't beat myself up in these moments or in those seasons anymore. I really lean in to ask myself, what do I need? How can I show up for myself? Am I being kind to myself? And to me, that's a huge success. I used to just be so mean to myself inside my head. My brain was, and it still is an asshole sometimes, but, it, but I let it, and I just listened to it instead of talking back to it. I've learned how to show up for myself, giving myself self-acceptance, the self-validation, the self-love that I've sought outside of myself my entire life, which means I've stopped hustling for my self-worth. I've stopped people-pleasing for my self-worth. I've stopped trying to be liked by people that I don't really even like. I've stopped going to places, being around people, exposing my energy and my mental and emotional bandwidth with people who are not what's best for me. And for me, like to stop people pleasing, to stop hustling, to stop trying to prove and earn my worth is huge. Like, that's a huge celebration and success. I've spent most of my life saying yes to everyone else. And how can I help you? Even if they weren't the kindest person to me. I did it out of guilt. I did it out of, you know, just the fear or the wanting to be liked. And now... I can challenge those reasons. I can ask myself, do we like those reasons? I can challenge those preconceived thoughts that I can actually make somebody like me and be kind to me by doing what they want me to do. 
aka manipulating their feelings, right? I've learned how to beat myself up less and less. <laughs> I have learned slowly how to accept myself. There are still parts that I'm working on, and I think that will always be the case. My brain is still an asshole, but I don't make the asshole comments mean anything about me or my worth, or I don't let them be true. I've learned to feel and validate all of my feelings. While knowing that not all of my thoughts are true, they still left me with this ick feeling that now I am the vessel for. Is it easy to feel my feelings? No. Do I always want to do it? No. Do I still find the urge to like put it off or wait? Yes. But I've done a lot better job of dropping into my body and feeling my feelings. And to me, that's everything. That's a huge success. That's a huge celebration. That's a huge example of making it. Because I'm no longer avoiding my feelings. I'm no longer buffering as much. I'm still human. I still buffer. There's some feelings that are big and I still buffer. I actively take steps to manage my mental and emotional health. And to me, this is one of my greatest celebrations and successes. I seek out resources and podcasts to support me in learning about the brain and feelings. I seek out my life coach. I make life coach sessions. And I found life coaching, and that alone has put my life on a complete different trajectory than before I found life coaching. I've grown in my patience and my ability to regulate myself. I still snap at my toddler. I still snap at my teenager when I've met my threshold. But in these moments, I give myself grace and compassion. I don't beat myself up for being a bad mom. I've also apologized to my children more and modeled that I am not perfect and I never will be, but I do see and value them as little human beings outside of me and I am trying my best. And I'll keep showing up each day the best that I can at that day. I've faced so many fears this year and I kept showing up even when I wanted to hide. I made hard decisions. I went through bankruptcy this year, and yes, to me, that I'm considering it a celebration because I decided to go through the hard feelings of shame and guilt to start over financially. It was not easy, and I still did it. I mean, scarcity and money is an entirely different podcast of its own that I should do one day. The fears that I had to file bankruptcy, the shame, the guilt was enough for me to almost not do it. I was sick to my stomach about all of the thoughts about people. Well, actually, I didn't care if everybody else did it. I just couldn't do it. <laughs> That's something my brain likes to do. I decided to lean into the shame, feel the guilt, and process it, and do it anyway. I apologize if you can hear the kids in my neighborhood playing, but it's summer, and they're all out outside having a good time. The fears that I had to file bankruptcy, the shame, the guilt... It was a lot, and sometimes I still have to re, like, it still comes back to me after I process it. This year, I went without a lot of my wants because I financially couldn't afford it. And that was hard. That was the first time in my life that I had to really say no to a lot of things that just could not happen. 
things that I really wanted to say yes to for me, for my kids, but I couldn't financially. I learned to sacrifice and I did it with grace. And I knew that this sacrifice in this moment will pay off for our future selves, for the future of where I want to be. I learned that the universe keeps showing up for me. I leaned in and I trusted it and I ke and it kept showing up for me. I still emotionally eat. It is something that I work on. But my celebration is I now know why I'm doing it and I'm aware of it. And I'm also not so mean to myself after doing it. I really learn how to lean in and give myself compassion and grace instead of being that mean girl to myself. So I hope this podcast really like reminds you that there's so much success and celebration within our everyday life. And this arbitrary timeline is not serving us. Do I still have goals and dreams I'm working on to achieve? Absolutely, yes. Have I achieved them all? Absolutely, no. And to be honest, I never will because I'm a lifelong learner and doer. I will be forever making goals, accomplishing them, or changing them, switching paths, doing something new. And I've come to love my rhythm instead of being mad about my rhythm or being upset because I didn't do it the way that I thought that I should because other people do it that way. That isn't who I am. I'm here to create my own path. And I finally come to love that about me and my rhythm. So I hope this podcast is a reminder to you that internal success and celebrations also count. No one gets to decide what made it looks like or sounds like except for you for you. You get to create your life. You get to define what made it looks like and sounds like. That is the best thing about thought work and life coaching. The worldly definitions, standards, expectations can all be dropped if you want them, if you don't want them. And you give yourself the space to create the definitions you want, the standards you crave and the expectations you desire. So I leave you with this. This life is yours. You get to drop these timelines, these definitions of success and create your own. So what does it look like for you? What can you celebrate today? I urge you to practice celebrating yourself because I guarantee you, you don't do it enough. And your brain, it needs it. Your brain train needs new rails to ride. Success train, here we go. So go celebrate you. You amazing. Thank you for listening today. I wanted to share with you that I'm starting a new group coaching program called Taking Back Your Brain Through the Art of Emotional Freedom, and I would love to see you there. Email me at amberlynn at takingbackherbrain.com for more information, or go connect with me on Instagram at takingbackherbrain. Don't forget to like and share this podcast with the people in your life. It'd be so great if you could leave me a review. It helps boost the podcast so that it reaches more women. Thank you so much.